0: Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys, the official underwear sponsor of our show. Dirt balls, stop putting up with those sweaty, itchy, binding underwear. Our friends at Chill Boys are here to help you out and get you to a whole new level with your undies. They offer a variety of underwear from the bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, and the boxer briefs. It's time to upgrade your undies, boys. Go and use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's D-I-R-T-Y 20 to save 20% on your first order at chillboys.com. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Booth, the Angel Pray No. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome the dirty sports podcast i am your host andy reuther coming to you live from cincinnati ohio with my co-host coming to me from i don't know where where he's coming to you me wherever joey no chill prano
1: carmel dash by dash the dash c that's where i'm coming to you live from andy reuther what is it carmel by the sea
0: like Chicken Tuna of the Sea?
1: Yeah, I guess. They're, you know, I was thinking about it. Uh there's there's a couple of different places in California where they do the Dash by the Sea, Cardiff by the Sea, Carmel by the Sea. Yeah. We are Carmel by we are a Carmel by the Sea. I'm I'm basically doing some big little liesing up here. If you ever watch Big Little Lies. My no. girlfriend has been doing Big Little Lies tourism the whole weekend.
0: I I have not seen an episode of Big Little Lies.
1: I think you'd like it, Andy.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't. Want, I, I've come to the conclusion during the 2020 pandemic that I just don't watch TV. I don't know what I do. I just stare and think. That's all I do.
1: You've always been a big Reese Witherspoon fan, so she produced it. She's in it. I think you I think you'd love it.
0: Have I? Have I been a big Reese Reese fan? I do like her in uh, Cruel Intentions.
1: Yeah. You also didn't didn't you tell me that Legally Blonde was like easily when you guys did the top 10 comedies wasn't i thought you had legally blonde on there
0: uh number 2
1: okay yeah so there you go
0: i've actually never seen it mm. D- didn't was okay. wasn't there a legally blonde 2 where she goes to alabama
1: i think there might be it no uh i think that might be sweet home alabama
0: i think there's a legally blonde 2 yeah who knows
1: there is there is a legally blonde 2 i'm not sure if it takes place in alabama Joey, we- i got to i got to say andy i didn't watch either of
0: them Look, as much as I want to discuss Reese Witherspoon, we are in a pandemic. We are in a sports pandemic. I want to jump right into it. Major League Baseball has already hit a crisis mode three games into the season.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. So the Marlins are the Marlins have, have been retracted once again.
0: They got the Rona, man. It, it is an infestation down in Miami. Although they weren't in Miami, but it looks like they brought it up with them. 13 players, I believe, two staff members, got the Rona.
1: So their games have been canceled.
0: Tonight, their home opener.
1: And, and all 13 of those guys have to be quarantined for two weeks?
0: Well, this is where it gets dicey. The CDC says if you get the Rona, you have to quarantine for two weeks. But if you're an athlete, apparently you don't. I don't get it.
1: And so these guys were have to take two days off and then they're back at it?
0: I mean, Joe, this whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah, so...
1: It's 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 kind of ridiculous. I mean, if that's it's like the, the thing, the, it's why, like the, it's, why take any days off?
0: I, it's like the food situation in California, as you've discussed. It's like I can fly on a plane for four hours, but then I can't have... Someone sitting next to me at a restaurant. I mean, again, it's the the. It's not even the word hypocrisy. The what's the word? Like it just none of it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's just no one has any answers, and everybody is just like trying to, like. Survive, and I don't mean that like literally surviving, but people are just trying to continue doing what they're doing while making like the slightest adjustments to things. And that's why I think California has been all over the place is because they just keep like responding to each incident as opposed to just having one overall thing. Like, I gotta say, it's you know, it's been kind of a pathetic showing by America. We have like. We had the blueprint from a couple other countries, and you know we're, we politicized this too much, and we we refuse to just take full measures to try to stop this, and all the half measures just continue to extend it and extend it. And baseball is now doing the same thing.
0: Look, I don't have an answer. I'll just be straight up with you. Um, I don't know anymore. I don't. I haven't known for a while. Not that I would have known anyway, because I'm not an expert. I just. You know, it's like texting my brother today. We were like, at this point, and I thought he put it best. He's like, I don't know if I should self quarantine or just be like, this is what it is. If that makes sense.
1: But, I mean, the, but there are there has been a couple of blueprints of like two week full shutdown, like full full shutdown, mandatory masks outside, just until you get it. Like, who can, like the the whole idea of like let's all like take half measures and continue forever it just seems like let's just do some crash dieting you know what i mean this weight watchers of counting our points let's just do a juice cleanse
0: look man i agree I- i've said that for a while what if we just shut it all down for 15 straight days but good luck with in- doing that one and also we are a big country i don't i don't th- you know comparing It gets complicated because, you know, you can't compare America to Italy because it's a much smaller country and we're so spread out. But I don't have those answers. But what's crazy to me, to bring it back to baseball, Joe, is I don't know if you saw this. The team knew the situation as of yesterday. So the team found out that they had some positive tests and they all decided to play, which which. Didn't we say this was going to happen? Like, we're already now... Wait, so they decided to play? But how can they do that then to the other team, which was the Phillies? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, their three guys had it, and they said, well, we're still going to play. But did they ask the Phillies on this? And then you have the umps, a lot of them who are old, or managers, or equipment people. I mean, it's not just them, is my point. And and that's what I want to just kind of get people to understand
1: but like no one's touching each other. No, like baseball is very spacious. I mean, besides the batter and the catcher, you're never. And then you know the the a runner and a first baseman, you're not that close. But at the same time, again, it's just it's just half measures. And I just feel like, you know, almost in defense of baseball, like why should baseball do anything different? um when when we've kind of set the precedent of like half measures for everybody and baseball's like okay fine we'll do it we're going to throw baseballs out it's like it's again it's like the restaurant thing we're going to make sure that every ball that goes into play gets put into a bucket but also if a whole team has it we're still going to let them play again
0: yeah so the marlins are not playing tonight and then the phillies yankees are not playing tonight so I believe the Marlins are supposed to play the the Orioles tonight. So it seems like they're taking it one day at a time, which, again, brings back to the point. If the CDC recommends, even if you're asymptomatic, it's not even recommend. I think the CDC says if you got it, you got to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Which would be their team, half their team. Right. I don't know why no one's bringing this. I feel like I'm the only one saying this because I look at all the tweets. No one's saying, wait a second. If Joe Prano or Andy Ruther has it, we got to stick in our house or our apartment or wherever we're at for 14 days. But if you play professional sports, you don't. I, I, I don't. I'm not sitting here trying to chastise people. I just don't think that's fair. And that's not a good message. To be honest, I don't think that's a good message to our country. Like, I'm not one of those, you got to stay inside and be in fear and you're not either. But like you said, we got to get on some sort of understanding across the board because
1: I'm just so sick of it from like a length standpoint that it's like to me, again, let's just go full purge. Who cares? I honestly don't care about your freedoms. Like this is all, you know, this is all like ruining my freedoms everywhere I go. Like, I mean, even, and we're obviously, we're going to talk about it. Even pebble. yesterday. Pebble beach. Wasn't quite what I assume pebble beach is because of COVID, you know, the fucking, the caddies can't touch our clubs. The caddies can't touch our balls, our bags, our, it's like, why do I even have a caddy? You know what I mean? It's like, but it's all these, but you guys can still golf and you can still sit on the at the cafe and you can still do whatever. It's all these half measures. It's like, Really? A waiter can touch my food, which is going to go in my mouth, but my caddy can't touch my golf club?
0: Well, exactly. And 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 that's and I don't think I think these are logical questions that just need to be answered. And I understand that this is something we've never seen before and it's not easy. And th- I do have some empathy for people trying to somewhat attempt to make these decisions, but we got to be logical, right? Like what you're telling me is illogical. What you're experiencing at Pebble beach is illogical. What we're seeing basically out in society is illogical. Like you said, if if, just shut it down. Yeah. I I, I just, I mean, Joe, we're three games in now. Now for me, for me and you, maybe we want it shut down because our teams can't seem to play, Good baseball overall, so maybe that's good for us, right?
1: Yeah, well, the Mets are, especially with Marcus Stroman going down, Syndergaard being out for the season, them them stupidly letting Zach Wheeler go. The Mets, I mean, I saw so many memes of it, but basically the LeBron James Delavadova final starting lineup. I saw so many that said Jacob Degrom and the rest of the Mets pitching staff. Yeah, like Jacob DeGrom is LeBron James and the rest of the Mets pitching staff right now is a nightmare. So, of course, DeGrom goes out, puts up zeros. The Mets win one nothing on a cesspit home run. And then the two games where he doesn't pitch, they're, you know, getting trounced.
0: Well, at least, uh, you know, that's understandable. I'm struggling maybe a little more with three amazing starts by the red starting pitchers. Thirty-three strikeouts, nineteen—about I think nineteen innings, almost nineteen innings. Three earned runs, and they go one and two against the the Tigers, who won I think forty-seven or forty-eight games last year because they can't right. hit or the relievers come in and just blow it. Right. Welcome back to sports, Joe.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good to be back, Andy.
0: It really is, and uh it's weird though. You and I texted about it. It is weird the no fans thing. It's. I'm not saying that I don't – like, I hate – I don't – it's cool to hear the ball hit the bat or the glove of the catcher, but it's weird, man. It's not the same. Yeah.
1: For sure. I mean, it's definitely not the same, but you were, like – you were really aggressively, like, not liking baseball without fans. I think it's, like, fine.
0: Well, I – that was the first night, and I I was. I watched – I watched bo- at least parts of both of the first two games. It was a little different watching my own hometown team. I like it a little more, obviously, and I, I'm here, so I get the hometown announcers and that whole experience. It, it's it, I've warmed up to it a little, but I, I think it is weird. Football would be weird. I'm saying would be at this point because who knows. I think basketball will be the best without fans.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Um, I think basketball will be fine.
0: Now, were there fans cheering you on yesterday? Let's do a, let's do a full breakdown of Pebble Beach. Tug was going to ask you some questions, which he was going to submit to me, which I, I don't know what happened.
1: Well, uh, to Tug? Yeah. Well, Tug also said that he's, he wants to talk some golf with me. So we're going to – it sounds like we may add uh, – you know, and after the round, a post-round conversation, a post-round sit-down with, with Tug Coker, official golf correspondent of the Dirty Sports Podcast, on my YouTube as part of the uh, Two Weeks to Pebble series. But uh, the official score, uh, 114, with four balls lost. Only one uh, person picked 114, so congrats to Chris Velaski, uh who won the pool. And double shout out to Chris Pulaski, who is donating his winnings to the Boys and Girls Club of Lake Tahoe as well. So we were like, yeah, yeah. so we're over like fourteen hundred dollars, I think. Now it's all now it's all going to the Boys and Girls Club of Lake Tahoe and the McDuff's crew who I was making this donation sort of in honor of. I believe they're matching it, so I think the boys and girls. I think my round at Pebble is making the Boys and Girls Club of Lake Tahoe like three grand, which you know I didn't break a hundred. Um, and we're going to talk about that in depth, but uh, a, still a win for somebody.
0: Yeah, that's great. Almost, you know, almost three grand a charity. That's great. Now, do you have any connections with the Boys and Girls Club up there? Or you just decided to do the Boys and Girls Club of Lake Tahoe.
1: Well, so. I played in their, uh, charity golf tournament up there in October, but also, you know, basically the majority of my golfing has been done, uh, at, in Tahoe at Edgewood with the McDuff's crew and they love and, and support heavily the boys and girls club of Lake Tahoe. And because they always, you know, pay for me to play rounds up there and really got the, uh, the golf bug kickstarted in me, I figured I would, uh, donate to their favorite charity.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's all for a great cause. So, uh, this is great. You got to,
1: but to answer your first question, there were indeed fans. So we got to pebble like two hours early and Laz and our crew went to hit the driving range and we also, uh, you know, hit the putting range. I didn't hit the driving range yesterday. But I, um, yeah, I did, uh, is that, is that Walt?
0: I mean, you can hear that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
1: is your dad on speakerphone?
0: Dad, what? (laughs) Walt. What is he doing?
1: He's, he's fully on speakerphone.
0: He doesn't have his hearing aids in
1: that's amazing i mean can you hear every
0: can you, can you hear everything
1: i can hear both sides of the conversation
0: <laughs> hey hold on a second hey dad <laughs> dad dad <laughs> he honestly can't hear how can he not hear me
1: it's amazing
0: i'm i i'm in the kitchen He's in the TV room. He, hold on, hold on. on. I wish I had a visual. He has the phone up to his ear on speakerphone. So he, so he's speaking on it. Like it's a normal conversation, but it's on speakerphone.
1: It's also on the dirty sports podcast.
0: Oh yeah. This is, this is, I'm keeping this in. Yeah. Let's, Let's, let me let this conversation end. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's... <laughs> <laughs> all right now that uh we've heard two conversations show my, my apologies actually congrats Dirtballs. welcome to my world that's what you get that's a that's yeah. a little the curtain has been removed this has been my last three months all right so you ha- <laughs> so you had some fanfare up there in pebble
1: so yeah so we got there early and then we went to the cat and had uh had breakfast and i, I you know I, I i put on my desk duds i had a salmon cardigan and a great bonobos uh polo shirt can we talk about house. this
0: for a minute yeah. Prino? Yeah, yeah i'm just gonna say it you know you know i was laughing with tug today when he called me we're like preno went from anti-golf to like the outfit like you're full golf now like you talk about, well, Ruth, I, I you mean, talk about Ruther doing 180s. My man's done a 180 over here.
1: Well, first of all, I wasn't, I was never anti the sport of golf. I'm still actually, and I talked to Tug about this the other day. I'm still anti. I tried so hard because I was doing this golf thing to watch golf and I still couldn't do it. And he was like, man, you've come around on golf and tennis. And it's funny because I, can't play tennis I've never really enjoyed playing tennis whatever but I love watching tennis I love the the like strategy of tennis and I, I like I've gotten into watching tennis on TV flip side I've, start, I've gotten into golfing and I still can't watch it as a professional sport like I just don't consider it like sports it's like hey sports is back it's like well whatever yeah. now as far as my golfing goes it's like I've enjoyed golfing uh, because, you know, with my leg I'm really limited in what I can do. I can't play basketball. I can't, you know, play volleyball. I can't even go for a run really. So this golf has been like a nice hobby to pick up and still feel like you're doing something that's quote unquote sports, um, from from a participation standpoint. But you know me, Andy, I've always been a fashionable guy. I was like, if I'm gonna golf and I'm gonna golf Pebble Beach, what am I gonna go up there in just like a polo shirt? Like I got to put the whole vibe together. So, you know, I I put a very specific outfit together. And when we were at the cafe, this crew of dudes were like loving the look, loving the mustache or like, we can't wait to watch you tee off. We're going to watch you right here in the cafe. And when I hit my first tee shot, it was literally like a, a gang of like eight dudes from about 50 yards away going like,
0: get in the hole.
1: And, uh, like our whole group was like, man, that's gotta be pretty fun. Like you got, you have literally a cheering section that the second you made contact just went bananas. And I was like, this is kind of fun.
0: So let's break down one fourteen. Are you surprised? Are you disappointed? Are you, what are, what are our posts? I was just gonna say, what are the post game thoughts?
1: a little disappointed I would have liked to have been on the other side of 110 like if I had gone you know obviously I set a goal of 100 just like a personal goal so that I had something to shoot for so that I had something to like Instagram and tweet about and you know shoot for Um, I knew the whole time it was improbable I would have liked to have been on the other side of 110 if I had gone 106 107 108 um I would have been happy um I'm a little disappointed but you know what my my the thing about my golf game yesterday and and all weekend really um I played again today and I played on Saturday um is that uh yesterday it's like I just need to get rid of the mental mis- I feel like I could have gone 105 just on mental mistakes alone not. You know, I mean, I hit the ball into a bunch of bunkers, Pebble Beach, ton of sand bunkers. And that was a nightmare. And getting out of them are a nightmare sometimes. And I went – a couple times I went from one sand bunker across the green to another sand bunker. But, like, that aspect of it was fine. Being a bad putter yesterday was fine. You know, not being super consistent. But there was, like, a couple of just, like, mental mistakes throughout the round. Like, at one point, I – killed a tee shot and then i walked up to my ball and i thought i had the right club and then somebody was like that's not your ball it's up there and i was like okay well i need like two clubs down now but instead of walking back to the cart i was like ah fuck it i'll just choke up on this one and hit it and then of course i fucking you know airmailed the hole and now i'm and now I'm on the other side of a bunker and then I'm in the bunker and then I'm like, whatever. Um, so just like, I really think I could have taken eight or nine strokes off just on mental mistakes alone. And then of course, like, it would be great to be a more consistent golfer. Um, but it was a blast. The course is amazing. Uh, um, you know, the, the general consensus from everybody I played with and from our caddy was like, dude, you've been essentially playing golf for a month. Like, you've hit some incredible golf shots. And yeah, sometimes you're going to take a dump on the course because you've been playing golf for a month. Most people don't come to Pebble Beach and play it after a month. He's like, you lost four balls. I've had been out here with the guys who have lost a dozen balls. What did last so, year? I think last was like a 102 or a 103 gotcha um laz would have been under 100 too laz's first hole i mean laz went sober no booze no weed no nothing on hole 1 and and he immediately regretted that he had a 10 on the first hole and uh without that 10 he's in he's in pretty good shape you know he he shoots a 98 if that if that 10's a you know a bogey 5 um how, this so the, how he had a long does it
0: how long does it take to finish
1: the, the round?
0: Yeah, like start to finish.
1: Uh, we started at 11 and we wrapped up like pretty close to four.
0: Good five hours.
1: So it was, yeah, it was good five hours. I mean, it's a little bit different than your normal thing. Like um, because of Corona, like we all had to have separate carts, but the caddy can't touch your clubs, but the caddy's like four caddying for you. So like, and, and because it's Pebble Beach, the carts have to stay on the path. So if you need to switch clubs, like sometimes you're walking 40 yards out or 50 yards out to your ball and then being like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I don't like my lie or I don't like my club selection. Now I got to walk back to my cart. Now I got to walk back to my and and the guy the whole time was like, man, I wish I could do all this stuff for you, but they won't let me. Um, so, you know, it takes a little bit longer and a couple times I should have done that. And I, and I did, you know, uh, out of laziness and out of just, you know, not mental toughness of like focusing a hundred percent on every shot. Um, but I'm just stoked that so many people got involved and got excited about it and we made some money for the boys and girls club and it was a wonderful experience. And I look back, I look forward to coming back, uh, in the future after more than a month of playing golf and, and, you know, going 95.
0: What's the plan moving forward? What's the golf plan for you?
1: I played again today. We played at a, a, a great course, Pacific Grove. Uh, we played a black horse slash bayonet on Saturday, which I guess they played a PGA championship at. Um, I shot a 96 today. I uh, had like four pars, which was nice. I don't, I think I parred one or two holes yesterday. Um, I'm going to upload my card onto Instagram and Twitter today so everybody can get the hole-by-hole breakdown. But, you know, I destroyed some drives yesterday. I crushed the tee shot with a four-iron. And just playing Pebble Beach and hitting shots like that uh, makes you want to keep playing. So I think I'll dial it back where I'm not going to be playing golf every day, uh, much to my girlfriend's happiness. Um, but you know, maybe a once a week golfer here going forward, just try to keep getting better. And, uh, you know, I'd like to get my handicap down into the teens.
0: Well, well, you know, as, as what's been great about this is, you know, people could take guesses at what you were going to score, whether it was drop balls, your final score, you know, what is a perfect app for that Joe, which you and I are now working with stakes, is, is basically the same similar thing of what you did at Pebble Beach is what they're doing with pro sports.
1: Well, they kind of inspired me. You know, those guys, uh, and it's a great app, uh, came on board as a Dirty Sports sponsor recently. I started playing around with this app, and, you know, you can you can bet on things and, and, and make coin quote-unquote coin wagers and whatever on things like who's going to score the most runs in the first inning. Who's going to whatever. So I took their same model and was like, forget my score, forget my handicap. Let's just set a randomly selected 100 number. How many balls I'm going to lose? Let's have a pool. And you can basically do that for every other sport on stakes.
0: Yeah, guys, I want to explain what this is. It's a new free app. It takes game time to another level. You just watch the sports game and you answer live questions in the stakes app and you can win real cash. It's sort of like HQ trivia meets live sports meets your group chat. The best part is that it's totally free, Joe Prano. It's free to download and free to play, and you can create your own private groups to play with your friends, and the best part is we're going to have our own private group for dirty sports. So, kind of like what you just said, Joe, it's it's real in time, in, you know, in gameplay questions. So, like let's say the Lakers are playing the Clippers, which they are on Thursday. They'll ask the question, which team is going to hit the next three-pointer? You can wager some coin on that. You can win money. And you can also talk trash to other dirtballs and to Joe and myself. So it's encompassing all these things into the app. So what I want dirtballs to do is I want you to download the Stakes app and then join our private Dirty Sports group chat. So after you download Stakes from the app store, enter the group code Dirty. There's a group code spot on the app and then you're in so you can compete and then chat with joe and myself who both have the stakes app we're in the dirty sports group along with all the dirt balls during the live games plus stakes is offering our private group members special game perks that increase your chances of winning free cash stakes is currently only available for iphones and ipads so if you got an iphone you got an ipad download it today no credit card or purchase necessary. I, you know what I'm going to love most about this, Joe, that when we have a little dirtball group chat, is the talking shit. Let's just be honest. Like, that's the best part about all this. We talk shit oh, yeah. about our teams, about our players. You can directly talk shit to Prano, to me. So download the Stakes app, join the Dirty Sports group chat, enter code DIRTY, and uh, we can do it all in there. I did just that's, get a text.
1: Yeah. It, it's awesome.
0: And by the way, I I did just get a text from Tug finally. Okay. Wow. This, what's he got? Th- this was it. <laughs> these are his big questions. What were your feelings? Let's feel- do it. This is literally it. What were your feelings on the first T? nerves question mark club choice?
1: Uh, for sure, a little bit of nerves, especially with the uh, gallery of cafe guys that we met watching. Um, and and there's. You know, there's a lot of fanfare around the first tee. Um, And I I went with a four iron. Um, I don't hit the three wood and the hybrid that I have in my bag very well. The driver, especially when I get a hold of it, uh, would have been too much. And the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, start off hitting it directly into a bunker in front of me, which is what, you know, if I, if my driver carried uh, that would have been maybe even the least of my problems. So I hit a four iron. uh, I sliced it a little bit of the right and um, but the, the, the whole does dogleg to the right. So I was in the rough off the right side, but I had a great uh, second shot and it's a par four. I was on the green and three. I had a par putt on one and I missed it. And, uh, I believe I bogeyed the first hole. No, you know what? I double bogeyed the first hole. So I had a part, I think I three putted, uh, on the first hole, but I was on in three and, um, my putting game was off yesterday for sure. Uh, pebble greens, really different the caddy. I wasn't loving the caddies reads. I I, I kind of wish I had just gone with my gut and played yeah. my own, but, um, a lot of nerves for sure, but not not that nervous. I wasn't that, you know what? I kept trying to tell myself every time I would get like frustrated or nervous while playing. And was like, just enjoy it, man. Not a lot of people get to do this. Sure. Like be, be, be in the moment a little bit. Enjoy the fact that you're just even playing golf at Pebble beach after playing golf. Honestly, like with any, this, I've only had my own clubs for five weeks.
0: Yeah, Exactly. I think that, I think that's a good approach. you got to enjoy it, be in the moment. Obviously, you want to p- perform and play better, but you can always go back. And I'm sure yeah. there's nerves. I had heard that from multiple people going in, how that first tee is not easy because it's right next to the clubhouse, and you have people watching, and that's got to make a lot of people get a little more antsy when they tee off.
1: And it was super cool. I mean, going into, you know, I, I went to use the bathroom in the in the clubhouse uh, right before the the clubhouse there it's very small. There's like, you know, five or six little big leather chairs. There's only maybe a dozen, maybe a dozen lockers in there and it's all like Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, Arnold Palmer, Bing Crosby. <laughs> like I was like, okay, Bing Crosby's got a locker. This is dope. Um uh,
0: it's beginning you know, I, I to feel took, a lot I, like Christmas. Is that him?
1: Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, um, and it was cool. It was it was really cool. Uh, and honestly, like that's the thing about being like not a guy who watches like golf on TV or does I, I like I'm I even try but I can't do it. But like still, there's something cool about playing a great golf course and being you know being in a clubhouse that Tiger Woods, you know, and Jack Nicklaus and Ben Crosby were in. And Arnold Palmer, I, I just I just sat down in a leather chair and I imagined myself pouring uh, iced tea to top off a, a lemonade and was like, "Let's go."
0: Yeah, history is always cool. That is cool. It, there's got to be an energy with all those guys having their own lockers. Like you know, the energy in that room has got to be awesome.
1: Yeah, and you know, there was definitely some nerves. Um, I went out like. After the first tee shot, I wasn't nervous, but then, you know, the first couple of holes still, I went six, eight, eight, six. And the first couple of holes, um, there's definitely just some like nervous energy about being at Pebble beach and kind of feeling like a fraud. Like you shouldn't be there. I really settled down on the back, uh, on the back nine and the back nine was tougher. Sure. Back nine is pretty darn tough, but I settled down at one point. I had three consecutive bogeys on the back nine, which is like you know decent for me.
0: Yeah. Well, let's just going
1: bogey, bogey, bogey.
0: Let's move the conversation to NFL. There was a major trade while you were up there.
1: Was that Tugs? Was that Tugs? One question.
0: (laughs) I don't know if he just. Yeah, that's all he gave me.
1: All right. Well, it seems like he uh, might be having phone
0: issues. I don't know.
1: Well, here's, here's the deal, guys. Two two things to wrap up this golf thing before we go. Two, subscribe to my YouTube because Tug definitely wants to do some sort of post-round Zoom. So subscribe to the Joe Prano YouTube and you'll get a little bit more uh, pebble talk with Tug. Um, and also a, a bunch of dirt balls have already done it, but but I, I mentioned on a, another podcast that we did, I think, last week, I am on the Grint app, which a dirtball shared with me, and I'm uploading all my rounds there. I uploaded my 96 from Pacific Grove today. So if you guys want to be golf friends, uh, friend me on the Grint app.
0: NFL news, Joe. Big trade. Jamal Adams, no longer a member of the Jets. Big trade. He went to the Seahawks and— ex- I- in exchange for a first round this year. I'm sorry, first round two first rounders? Tw- yeah. Bradley McDougal, the safety, first rounder in two, t- 2021, third rounder in 2021 and a first rounder in 2022.
1: I mean, in a way, it's a great trade all around. Um, the Jets got good value. I think if you ask me, they get a player that plays the same, that plays the same position. They get two first rounders and a third rounder, but this, but the, the thing about it is if you're a Jets fan and I, and I've been there as a giants fan a lot recently, if you're going to have a guy come to your team and in the first couple of years, be an all pro and you're not going to keep him, who cares that you got first rounders because Who's to say that you're going to keep those guys? It's like, it's it's so frustrating. I mean, even that was the kind of thing with like the Perzingis trade for the Knicks. It was like, well, they got some, fir- they got a first rounder back. And it's like, cool, maybe they'll draft what? A seven foot three sharp shooting shot blocker. Like you just traded him. Like who did, the J- who are the Jets going to get? I mean, look at first rounders just generally. What percentage of first round draft picks become all pro players well and not to mention them,
0: right the Seahawks you're gonna draft late you assume I mean, the, the Seahawks their worst record since Russell Wilson joined the team has been nine and seven you see what I'm saying like like you're not those are first rounders but those are 20 to 25th pick
1: yeah most yeah, most absolutely. likely and, and then on the Seahawks side I mean this is you know, this the, the, there's no no shot at Russell Wilson at all involved here. But like, Pete Carroll, defensive minded coach, has won with defense at, at the college level. Has won with defense at the pro level. Like they they need this. Like this helps the Seahawks more than probably anything could. Going back to having a, a, a like, all pro safety a guy who loves to have a strong defensive backfield, who's won at both levels having a strong defensive backfield. I know it's always like Russell Wilson doesn't have weapons and offensive line and whatever. It's like you can talk about that all you want. Pete Carroll wins playing defense.
0: Well, last season was their worst defense statistically. They won 11 games. It was their worst defense statistically. Obviously, they need to improve Mm -hmm. in the defensive level. Uh, I agree. You know, The Seahawks are getting hammered which I don't fully really understand on this, like why they're getting hammered so much. Because like we just said, they're giving up draft picks that aren't necessarily, barring a collapse, they're not going to be top 10 picks. And I think you make a great point. Of the odds of one of these draft picks being at the level of what Jamal Adams brings, it's probably highly unlikely. So I I like this for the Seahawks. I don't know why they're getting killed so much. I, I do so too. Much.
1: And and you know, you gave, up too,
0: too, you gave know, up too much. You gave up too much.
1: Look, I I. I agree with you, and I know that the Seahawks fans, or the fans of our show in general, I, I for sure the Seahawks fans are going to go. Joe's a Russell Wilson hater, which there's no reason for me to be that. I'm I consider myself a Russell Wilson truther, but the idea that like Seahawks fans are crying and they're you know putting that there's no first rounder for them to draft an offensive lineman to help Russell Wilson. It's like, forget your offensive line. Pete Carroll wins on defense. You just got an all pro safety. You won when you had all pro safeties. This is, this is better than getting you know, faux offensive line help for Russell Wilson. When, you know, the offensive line seems to do fine run blocking.
0: Well, wow, and that division they're all in, right? I think it's obvious. I mean, you make a trade like this, you're all in. You won 11 games last year. You're yeah. That division came. Down, let's not forget that division came down to the Seahawks not being able to score what in the half yard line. Remember against the 49ers. Like that's actually what that was the very last game of the season. So they were yeah. that they were that close to winning the division and getting a bye. And obviously the Rams. Rank- and-
1: And the the Niners have a a very, you know, particular offensive scheme. The Rams are an offensive-minded team. And, like, just, uh, like, call it whatever you want, but the Seahawks and Pete Carroll win playing defense. The end. Like, the idea that it's like, oh, we don't, what what about the line? Like, stop complaining about the what-ifs and talk about the what has already happened. You win playing defense. You just got an all-pro safety.
0: Well, you know, obviously I've been critical of the offense of how they use, in my opinion, Russ. I think they need to use him more in in different ways. But that's a whole other discussion. But I think, look, this division was arguably – not arguably, it was the best division. It was going to be, if there's a football season, the best division. Arizona's coming up. The Rams still won nine games last year. It's I like it. I like to move all the way around, and Jets gonna Jet to you know pivot yeah. to them for a second because it's true. It's like you got this guy; it didn't work out. He's taking digs at Adam Gase. Adam Gase has kind of been a nightmare. It was a questionable hire from the start. Jets are gonna Jet. There's no other way around it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So they released the some of the protocol for COVID for the NFL, and uh, and this will be a good segue into discussing. Um, where we're at with everything and also the whole Lou Williams situation, even though that's NBA related, but it's also related to this. NFL has now said players who contract the coronavirus through high risk activity, Joe, away from team facilities can face discipline and also not be paid. You know, I understand why they're doing this. So basically this is a quick rundown for anyone who didn't see this. The NFL defines high risk Conduct as attending an indoor nightclub with more than 15 people, an indoor bar with more than 15 people, an indoor house party with more than 15 people, a music concert, entertainment venue with more than 15 people, or a professional sporting event other than applicable NFL games or events with more than 15 people. Also a church service for more than 25% of the venue's capacity. Okay, I get it. I mean, don't you get, like, you're seeing the Lou Williams, Lou Williams... Could not resist going to a strip club while he was out of the NBA bubble. I get why the NFL is doing this.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to, especially NBA, NFL. That's not look how you know look how in Major League Baseball one guy you know gets it on the Marlins and then uh, the whole team has it and whatever. Like now you're talking about leagues where guys are physically smashing against each other in both sports. Uh, obviously there's equipment involved in football but like you're still laying on top of each other smashing into each other a lot of hands and faces and stuff like that and um and it's just it would just spread that much faster in in those kind of sports so from forget the fact that like there's a standard thing with like players kind of injuring themselves like you can lose out on a paycheck if you are an athlete and you go skiing in the off season and get hurt or go, you know, whatever. So that's doing something that puts yourself at risk. Um, and, and therefore like can be a financial penalty from a team, but also imagine if doing that also put other people that you then come into contact with at risk. It's kind of the only way to do it is to fill them with fear of losing out on a paycheck, uh, to not, potentially infect other people on their team and around the league
0: yeah and it's smart and you have to understand why do you want to pay these again the lou williams thing which to me is one of the funniest things ever
1: oh it's i mean it's so nba
0: it's classic nba he couldn't resist the teddy bar i mean it's hilarious He couldn't resist the titty bar. And I don't know how closely you follow the story, but it's even funnier because Lou Williams is out at the strip club. The rapper, I forget who his name was, posts the picture, then deletes it. The best part is he says the picture, Joe, was from last year, and he was reminiscing, but Lou Williams was wearing something that he had just gotten in the NBA bubble.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. So
0: there's no denying where he was at. And now, and, lo- and look at the Clippers. Obviously, Lou Williams is a scoring machine. Lou Williams has to sit 10 days in quarantine. He's going to miss a couple games, including the first one against the Lakers. Dude, you just hurt your team, man. It's it's selfish. Like, And, and you know what? Not to get on a preachy high horse, but Joe to meet th- this Lou Williams thing is symbolic of our country. It is because, yeah. because it's selfish. It really is. It's, it's, it's selfish because you don't, you're saying you don't care about your team. It's, it's like me going somewhere. I'm living with my 76 year old dad. You know how cautious I've been because I don't want to well, get that.
1: that, But, but that's the point, Andy. It is, it is totally like, what's going on because you know what, what we've tried to do as a country and a state by state is say, we're going to shut down and it's only going to be essential stuff, but no one is only limiting themselves to essential stuff. So then, you know, it, we, we can't get a handle on it. And it's like the NBA is put in a bubble. You're not supposed to do these things. And Lou Williams can't, I mean, he, he physically had to get in a car and be like, I'm leaving the bubble and I'm going to a strip club. Like how many times in that drive, must he have thought this is a terrible idea? Did he? I mean, I don't know, but I mean, forget the basketball thing. Forget the fact that he's in the NBA. Forget that he's in a bubble. Who's going to a strip club right now, right now. Exactly. And of course, Florida going to Florida. Who's got strip clubs open.
0: Was it in Florida or was it in Atlanta? I don't know. Because, you know, he left, obviously, it was some personal reason or family reason. I don't even know. But but exactly, it's it it goes to the, you're just not thinking, pe- people don't think these things through. You know, I'm thinking about myself. I'm going to be in St. Louis this weekend. I'm not going any, like, then I'm going to be on a, you know what I'm saying? Like, Joe, I'm thinking this whole thing through. I'm going to be in St. Louis for the weekend. Then I'm going to be on a flight in a box for three hours, Going across country. I don't want to bring anything to that flight, you know? And then I'm going to see you. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, like I think these things through. I'm not saying I'm, like, such a noble person. But I don't think people think these things through when they're thinking about their life. It's just like, dude, it is what it is. Like, dude, no. Because it, there's other people yeah. at play here. There's Whether it's health yeah. or your teammates or whatever. And... I know he's getting killed right now on social media. In fact, I saw even during our show, he's getting killed. Um, he's going back and forth with uh, Kendrick Perkins, who always seems to make the news. But I, but I also... Lou, like, Lou Williams is
1: going back and forth? Yeah. Wow. I mean, how do you not just take your L?
0: Well, I guess, I guess Kendrick Perkins said, it's disturbing when a rookie and Zion Williamson can act more mature, because he had to leave the bubble as well, than NBA vet Lou Williams. And... Lou responded to him. It's just like it's he's right though man. I agree with you. Yeah. Just, just take What, did Lou, just,
1: what uh, can you ta- I would love to hear what Lou responded to. Him. Sure. Oh, uh, you a bench warmer shut the fuck up until you can play in
0: the league. I thought he was going to say that. He said 15 years in this business and the most dirt you have on my name is stopping to get hot wings. He keeps saying that during a pandemic. Bro, you were at a strip club. He said yeah. per- he said Perk shut up and stop laughing and saying it's just TV when you run into me too. So now he's saying that basically Perk's fake saying it. Yeah. Which, which, whatever, it's like, I agree take with you. Take your L, Lou. Just take it, dude. And it, he is right, though. Zion Williamson made, made it work. Like, yeah. Y- you're talking about a championship caliber team, one of the main cogs of that team. And now he's going to be out a few games. And, and I saw what Docs pissed too, deservingly so, or understandably yeah. so, so yeah i I mean, I mean the, the strip clubs are like are they going to be the undoing of these guys? it's just it's it's comical it's yeah it, it's like you wrote this for a comedy sketch or something you you couldn't make this up, well, Joe, I hope Lou is taking care of himself down below because live sports are back and we're talking NBA, it's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that matchup <laughs> happens. Don't you, don't you love the coffee they give us?
1: Don't take old school Clippers to your Nuggets. Oh. Take Brin pre- Yeah, I mean, how, how did they miss on that? Don't use those old hair clippers you have on your nuggets. Use the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 on your nuggets.
0: Even better. I'm going to make sure they hear that. Look, guys, we love Manscaped. We've been working with them for about a year. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. No joke. Look, I've been living here in Ohio. I'm heading back to California. I'm going to get some beach time and. You know damn well I'm using that lawnmower 3.0 because it is a disaster down there. They got so much stuff going on. It's not just the lawnmower 3.0. They got the shears 2.0, which we talked about. You got
1: you you got you got that Midwest grooming going on. You got to get that West Coast grooming back.
0: Exactly, with all their great products, the shears 2.0, which we talked about, the, the four piece nail kit which we showed last episode, they got all this great stuff, guys. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And again, use code DIRTY. Take your grooming game to the next level. And, uh, you know, Manscaped, they should just send... I don't know if they're partners. I know they got a lot of, uh, you know, deals and endorsements that they're working with people. They should just send it to the NBA. Keep keep these guys junk because they're bringing in the girls. It's it's obvious they can't resist. They, the, the girls are trying to get the bubble. Send some manscape products to the NBA. You excited though? I'm excited, Joe. Like like it's happening Thursday. I think I think the NBA is going to work. Major League Baseball, NFL. I don't know. I think NBA should work in this bubble. What do we think?
1: I mean, I hope so. Um, but you, you know, if guys are doing this, uh, if guys are going Lou Williams rogue and, uh, I, it, it could all come down really fast, but I, I like it. I, I think the bubble idea has been the right idea the whole time. Um, you know, I, I liked the bubble idea when we were talking about baseball coming back early and playing only in Arizona or only in Florida and all sure. that stuff. Um, I think the bubble idea is the right idea. I think the NBA can thrive in it. It's basically, you know, you're basically going to be watching like pickup style hoops, just kind of closed gym. Yeah. Um, you know, that those those dream team practices that we've seen. But I think, you know, the competitive level of the NBA, uh, especially being late in the season, uh, we're we're basically heading directly to the playoffs. I, I think it could work.
0: Yeah, I agree. I really do. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So we got some dirt ball questions. Before we do that, I just want to say I do not think college football will happen, Joe. Real quick, I just at, at this, all. I, I mean, I know you've been busy, and I am staying more in touch with this stuff. The entire Michigan State football team—you're talking about a, a Big Ten, or you know, a Big Ten team that's consistently competing in the top twenty, a lot of years, maybe making the Rose Bowl. The entire Michigan State football team is currently under quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Look, dude, I'm just saying the entire team. It's July 27th. It's going to be August 1st this week. Can't practice. Yeah. They're under quarantine. Like again, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I just think when is the reality going to set in? Like, dude, if your whole team's under, you're you're part of the Big Ten. Maybe it's not a good idea.
1: Also, I mean, for the purposes of like you know the nba and the nfl and major league baseball like all this stuff it's just sports what is the reason if you can only play a conference game and there's not going to be a you know bowl championship series and there's not going to be a you know national champion crown is the only reason to play college football to make money
0: yeah it is it is. You You nailed it because Wisconsin athletic director, Barry Alvarez in this last week said, if there is no football, another big 10 school, right for Wisconsin, he straight up said, he's the only one who said this so far, the athletic department will lose $100 million. And, and he's not even talking about fans. He's saying, you know, cause the TV deals and all that, which obviously, they- and, I,
1: and I get that that money is helpful. I totally get that. And I get that that money is important. That's why the most High, the highest paid, you know, state employee in like 45 states is a college football or college basketball coach. I get it. But the bottom line is baseball, football, basketball, in, in at the professional level is just that. It's, it is a business. And those guys make their living doing it. So by not doing it, you know, your livelihood is out the window. These kids aren't getting paid. Only the school is getting paid. And you know my whole thing about the NCAA and being a sham and whatever, and I'm not even of, a, of the opinion that these guys should necessarily get paid. But the idea of making guys who don't get paid play without the possibility of actually achieving team success in, a, in regards to winning a championship just so that the school can make money and the athletic director can make money and the head coach can make money is kind of ridiculous.
0: I think it's a hundred percent ridiculous. So,
1: so call the title of this episode, cancel college football comma, just
0: fucking do it already. It's kind of a long title, but maybe we can work with it. Yeah. No, look, I, again, I agree. Like guys, this isn't uh, like, I'm just trying to look at this from a practical level. If, if we're in August and a lot of these teams have had these off and on quarantines or half the team or a percentage of the team can't practice. Then, then we're also sitting them out there for a greater possibility for injury. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like there's just so much. I understand how important the money is. I understand that. But you know what? These are unprecedented times, Joe now. And what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Like, like you can't, we're, we're all in this shit together. At least that's how, that's how I view it. I feel like everyone's not viewing it that way. And if no, if no, and
1: that, and that's the big problem.
0: If major league baseball is already canceling games and that's not a sport where they tackle and slobber all over each other and sweat all over each other, what's going to happen with football? I I mean, let's, let's just, this is a reality, whether it can cause them to die. Look, and I see the tweets. I just want to say this real quick. And and I want to pose this question. You see the tweets and people say, oh, you know, they're fine or whoever's fine on the Marlins guys, COVID is statistically factually more deadly than the flu. That's just, that's just a stat. It is more deadly. the flu. Maybe not by a much, but it is more deadly. I'll just say this, Joe. There's
1: also, there's forget, forget deadly. Let's say 0% chance it kills anybody. Let's just say that there are, there are things that can occur symptoms and the way you feel and whatever we're like, there are people who have been struggling for months in post COVID. You know what I mean? That they got it. Sure. They, they got through it. And they're still not 100%. The idea of putting college kids into that, putting college, asking college kids to potentially deal with that so that Barry Alvarez cannot, you know, take take a pay cut or the the, you know, the University of Wisconsin can, you know, fuck off in their in worrying about endowment because their football makes them all the money. So they yeah Ludacris.
0: exactly. So they can't get a new movie theater room for the football team. Or
1: yeah, they, or they exactly. can't they
0: can't get a new arcade room for their basketball team. I mean, this is reality, but what I was going to say is we talk about the Marlins right now, 13 players. Imagine if 13 players in the Marlins had the flu. I, my argument is if you're saying it's if you know it's a little more deadly than the flu. Imagine if 13 guys had the flu. Right. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's get to a few dirtball questions. We have them sitting here. And once again, you can always DM us, guys, at the Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. We'll start off with our buddy, Dan D- Dan Dayal. De- D- De- how does he pronounce it?
1: Do you know? I, th- I think it's just Dole. <laughs> Way off. Dan Dole. I mean, it, it might be Dan Doel, but I think it's Dole. Dan Dole.
0: He says, what's the likelihood, and how do you feel about Bradley Beal? To the Lakers next year.
1: Uh, the, I don't know what the likelihood is. I have no idea what Bradley Beal's current situation is. Oh, I mean, I know, I know he's got a big deal, and that the bullets, <laughs> the
0: bullets. Wow, you went retro.
1: <laughs> the bullets cancel. Cut, cut, cut to twenty thirty-five when I'm still referring to the Washington Warriors as the Redskins. I mean, for God's sakes, the bullets.
0: That's great. Um,
1: anyway, anyway, <laughs> I anyway I know the Syracuse Indians aren't doing as well as uh, they, you know, cancel. But anyway, uh, yeah, the uh, I know that the Wizards aren't uh, showing any signs of being a competitive team. So Bradley Bill, I love it for the Lakers.
0: I don't know about the cap space I, as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know about the realistic possibility of it from cap to what the wizards would want you know in return to a million other but i think the fit is spectacular
0: yeah i don't know if they're gonna have the money if if anthony davis stays and lebron yeah i, I don't i don't know the financials that's what i have to be worked out
1: and honestly i think that's that's bradley beal's best case scenario as well is being like a scoring wing on a team with a guy like LeBron that that runs the offense and a big in the middle like he would fit in perfectly and I think he needs that more than being like <coughs> I think if Bradley Beal is your three your third option you have championship potential I think Bradley Beal as your first option you don't and I think Bradley Beal is your two I don't know depends who your one and your three are
0: All right, our next question is from Robbie Grill, who I like to call Rebby Grill. Oh, Reb. Oh, Reb. By the way, that's been canceled. That's why he changed that. You cannot be a Reb now. You you
1: can't be Rebby anymore. Canceled. No. They took down the the Rebby Grill statue outside Bush Stadium in St. Louis. They put up a Robbie Grill statue. statue. That's
0: right. You need to win one game. Where do you rank Kirk Cousin? Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, in QBs that you would choose. He'd be a little under 20 for me. So what do you think? Like, I guess he's saying if you're going to talk, obviously there's 32 teams, you got to win one game.
1: It wouldn't be a whole lot higher than 20 for me.
0: I think that's about... I mean, look, off the top of my head, top of my head, Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Wilson, Mahomes, I mean, we're already at five.
1: I mean, we can go. I honestly, I think that there are like, you know, Stafford. There might be, there might be multiple. Are you going guys. Stafford? Are you
0: going Stafford?
1: Yeah, I am, and I understand that Stafford hasn't won anything, but like Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm a hundred percent going. Those guys, Dak, over.
0: Carson Wentz. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So I'm up to nine already.
1: I mean, let's go from the... So, New England has Cam. Are you taking Cam over him?
0: That's a push for me.
1: I mean, Cam went to a Super Bowl and won an MVP. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins has one playoff win.
0: I know. It's still a push.
1: Okay. Call it a push. Fine. Push. Josh Allen. Okay. I'm taking Josh Allen.
0: you need to win one game...
1: I think he's got more upside. We're talking yeah. about winning one one yeah, game. Yeah. Okay. Darnold, no. Miami, no. Uh, Lamar
0: Jackson, yes.
1: Brothelsberger. yes. Baker, no. Okay. Uh, jo- Joe Burrow, zero games in the NFL.
0: I'm gonna say no because he has. I, you got to see him play first.
1: Deshaun Watson, yes. Uh, Tan Hill, yes. Philip Rivers.
0: Not not right now. I'm gonna say no.
1: Okay, Mahomes. Yes.
0: I know. You're car. Gonna, I know you're gonna go with Car.
1: I would, but you don't have to. But we're still at seven or eight.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna go with Car.
1: Okay, we go Dak. We go Wentz.
0: I'm we're not. At, I'm not sure about those two. I just. I just tossed their name out there. I'm not sure I, about I'll Dak go, or I'll, Wentz.
1: I'll go Dak and Wentz. I'm at nine. Call it, but then again, okay, so call it eight, call it seven to nine. Now we're adding Rogers, eight to 10, Stafford, nine to 11, Breeze, you know, we're, we're, we're at 10 to 12, Ryan and Brady, we're at 13 to 15, you know, uh, yeah. Wilson, we're at, we're at 14 to 16, Goff, We're 15 to seven. Like, yeah, I'm not going off.
0: I'm not going off.
1: Kyler Murray Garoppolo. Yeah. I think he's right around 20 for me. Honestly, I think there might be some backups. I take over him. I'm sorry. Kirk cousins play well again. I assume that there, when, when somebody poses a question, you need to win. It's not a 1 PM week two game against the, you know, uh, Tampa Bay box with Jameis. Like, I assume you mean a big game. Yeah. (laughs) I'm putting him like, yeah, around 20.
0: All right. One more question. It's a little confusing, but we'll try to get through it from Brian Heinrich or Heinrich. I don't know how he's pronounced it. Hey boys. uh, I apologize. He even says that if it's a bit confusing, I had trouble wording the question. What is the one hot take or take you have been on a player that you think only you would believe because you're a fan of a team? So he gives an example. His would be that Robbie Gold is a top two all-time kicker.
1: Wow, that's a wild <laughs> thing.
0: <take, but. laughs> he says, it sounds ridiculous, but I believe it because I'm a Bears fan. If you want the details, you can DM me. He has him above Vinatieri. I mean, this is crazy talk.
1: Um, okay, let's go. Let's see what I, I, don't, I don't
0: know if I have one. Like a crazy, like biased Andy Ruther fan take on a player.
1: Well, I'll do, I'll do one. I'll do one just so everybody, uh, just to like feed everybody like the Joe Prano Homer hot take. I mean, if you're, if that's what they're at, if that's what the request is, that's the request. I'll give, I'll give the people what they want. Eli to go, to go back to the Kirk cousins question. If I needed to win one game, like if I needed to win a super bowl, and you and you told me, I don't know what team. I, I'm not going to tell you what your team is, but you've got, you've got to pick a quarterback to win the Super Bowl. I think Eli Manning might be in my top five, all time.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's a crazy take. Top five. So that's what. So, so top five. So you have Montana.
1: Yeah, he's there. Brady. Sure. He will get, even though Eli beat him twice, he's there in the top five. For sure. You can't not do it.
0: Patrick Mahomes.
1: Ooh, yeah, probably.
0: John Elway.
1: Am, uh, I mean, Eli's 2-0 and oh in Super Bowls, you know? Elway got there.
0: 2-3. and three.
1: Uh, Yeah, he got there a, a lot when it was just him and the, you know, when it was him doing Josie and the Pussycats. Then when he had Terrell Davis and all that, he's doing late. You know, MVP, running game, defense, a little bit more John Elway veteran game managing.
0: Troy Rogers, Aikman. Rodgers. Tr- Troy, Rogers, Aikman? I'll, Troy Rogers,
1: Aikman. I'll still probably take. I, I, honestly, I think Eli wins every single one of those Super Bowls that Troy won and does just as well with that supporting cast and the teams he was playing with. Troy, Troy
0: Aikman's so good in the playoffs, man. He's so good.
1: Man. Yeah. But they were; those teams were so fucking stacked. They were not stacked. Only, not only were they stacked, but they were stacked, and the, their competition they were playing against wasn't. You know, they really it was like get through the Niners and you're going to win the Super Bowl.
0: Steve Young. Hmm.
1: Steve Young. Uh, a nice. Uh, I'm not saying Eli Manning's a better quarterback all time than Steve Young, but by no means. But uh,
0: that's a crazy take, I gotta, though,
1: for me. I, I've I've got to win one game.
0: I mean, Eli's numbers are nothing crazy in those two games. That's my point. He did just no, I, just enough. And but, did, but and didn't it, turn it the was, ball over.
1: Yeah, and it was against it was against great teams. Uh, he made great plays in those games. Brett Favre? And, you know, no, no. I mean, to me, it's like Brady... You know, the the question is Peyton, really.
0: I mean, we haven't even mentioned Peyton Manning.
1: I mean, Peyton is the thing. But look, until Peyton got the the win with Denver, a lot of people were doing the, like, low-key Eli more clutch. Like, a lot of people were. Not just Giants fans and Eli slurpers. Anyway, the hot take is maybe in my top five all time if I need to win a game. yeah, That's my hot take.
0: I don't know if I have one. Like, I don't know if I'd have a crazy hot take. I'm trying to think of like...
1: Chris Chris Sabo, (laughs) all-time third (laughs) baseman.
0: I was just trying to think of some...
1: How how about this? How about this? Barry Larkin better than Jeter. That's what I would go with for a Cincinnati hot take.
0: I don't even think that's that crazy of a take. I mean... Larkin's better defensively.
1: Won an MVP.
0: Hitting yeah, nowhere hit,
1: near n- nowhere near the stacked teams.
0: Hitting they're probably very similar. Now yeah. obviously Jeter's got the three thousand. Like Jeter destroys him stat wise, but you know, yeah. I mean defensively, oh, yeah. I like.
1: Do it. It's hot take. It's it's a hot take request. Just make it.
0: There it is. Barry Larkin greater than Derek Jeter.
1: If I was doing my Cincinnati Homer hot take, that's what I'd go with.
0: Here's a hot take: Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. How about that crazy hot take? It's not too crazy at all. No. By the way, the Reds have so many statues. I realized I was walking a few weeks ago past their ballpark. You know how like some statue, like you know how like some teams don't do enough statues, like yeah, they're like, hey, the, every member of the Big Red Machine, cool, you get a statue.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, um, like the giants, the giants have too many statues uh, up in San Francisco.
0: But then again, like Joe, who are you taking away? Like, and then we'll leave us, but like, who are you taking away? Like, these are the statues, Pete Rose, Johnny bench, Frank Robinson. Like, who are you? Like, these are guys who were stellar 10 plus years to the Reds, Frank Robinson, Tony Perez. Like, who are you taking away?
1: Well, I don't know how – I don't remember being in Cincinnati, but how about this? How about just like a big red machine statue? Like a fucking – the Iwo Jima statue. Like put them all together. We need to have separate statues. We're taking one – we're taking one lineup and scattering them um, a, around the ground. That's what I'm saying.
0: Joe Morgan, like, like you just got all these guys –
1: I know, and they're scattered like they weren't all fucking playing together. Put, put you know, There's, there's, there's got to be one picture of those guys that they could have made a statue out of where they're all fucking got their arms around each other, right?
0: I just think they really need to get rid of that statue of Shotzi with a Nazi flag in her mouth. I
1: mean, canceled! canceled! Cancel, cancel, double canceled! <laughs> <laughs>
0: that dog was out of control! That dog was a Nazi propagandist! All right, those are the questions. Guys, DM us at the Dirty Sports. Joe, we did it. I said we'd be a timely. That's the show. No show on YouTube today. Sorry, guys. But uh, we'll be back next Monday together at last. They could-
1: yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that, Andy. I'm very, very excited uh, to, to see you to reconnect. Be safe out there in the Midwest. Enjoy St. Louis, going back to your college stomping grounds. Uh, go say hi to my my st louis crew while you're there
0: i will but Um, we're gonna do one more show here from cincinnati on thursday first
1: yeah yeah i know i'm just giving you a little quick you know have fun uh shout out absolutely big big like slurpy shout out to everybody who got in on the prano pebble pool uh i am i am sad that a dirt ball didn't win it i was excited uh to to be able to give the winnings to a dirt ball but at the same time i'm excited that somebody who won it was giving that money to charity anyway i'm sure there was charitable dirt balls who were thinking about doing the same thing but thank you guys all for supporting thank you guys for the people who believed in me thought i was going to go under we'll be back to pebble to do it some other time in the meantime next up two weeks to turtle bay can i go 95 and surf a nine and a half foot wave somewhere in hawaii let's go
0: unbelievable all right guys that's the show let us know again on the dms if you have any questions at the dirty sports all right prano be safe my
1: girlfriend just walked in she goes are you fucking kidding <laughs> yeah
0: be like i am kidding all right get back safely to la i'll see you shortly we'll be back on thursday have a great week Dirtballs, and as always stay dirty